scientists have been studying weather patterns for a long time now, and we all turn to the Bureau, of course, if we want to look ahead. But I bet there's a few of you who have one or two other ways that you like to use to predict the weather. Maybe not so scientific, but you would be convinced that they work. And one of the most common theories is that somehow your cat can predict a storm. To find out if there's any truth to the theory, Dr Kirsty Sexel, Australian Companion Animal Council Chief, joins us now. Hi, Kirsty. Hi, how are you doing? Yes, I'm well, thank you. Look, tell us where this series come from, that cats can somehow predict weather. Well, I think we've always felt that animals have special senses, whether they're cats or dogs or elephants. And so when people see that there's a change in the weather, quite often the animal does behave differently. Uh, I think what we've got to remember with cats is that their hearing is at least four times better than ours. Uh, their sense of smell is probably over a thousand times better than ours. So they can probably sense changes that you and I can't. Um, if there's changes in atmospheric pressure um, or there's changes in ozone levels, then these animals probably can detect it in some way and that's why we find them behaving differently. So are they, are they reliable predictors? Now, that's a really good question. I'm not sure that anybody's actually scientifically studied it, um, but certainly there's lots of anecdotal reports, uh, and I guess if we think about the tsunami that the animals all headed for the hills well and truly before the tsunami hit, but people do say that cats lick their coat before a storm, and it could be that we have changes in um, you know, static electricity at that time, and, as, and what happens is then the cat licks its fur and people go, oh, yeah, look at that, you know, maybe there's a storm coming, and it probably is more... Uh, it's probably, there is some uh, basis of science in it, but as I said, I don't think anybody's ever really studied it. And I guess the, I've spoken to the Weather Bureau a few times in my career and often they don't get it right as well. No, well, that's exactly right. And, and I think if, we, if people who own um, dogs who have thunderstorm phobias, they probably are able to predict the weather very well because we certainly know with dogs, because they can um, detect changes in ozone levels and detect changes in atmospheric pressure, that these dogs do start to quiver and quirk and carry on well and truly before the storm arrives. I mean, it could be still sunny and blue skies and the dogs are starting to tremble. I think the reason people may be not picking up on cats as much is because cats aren't so obvious in their behaviours. Dogs are very interactive with owners where the cat just might go and hide under the bed and we know cats are stormphobic, but I think owners perhaps don't observe the cat hiding as much as they do with the dog that's trembling and shaking and jumping all over them. So uh, we certainly know that there are changes and I think we probably need to look at them because maybe the Weather Bureau could actually use them as uh, forecasters. And there's also um, scientists that believe cats are aware of earthquakes. Yeah, and, and I think that's, again, true because of the fact that they, that they, as I said before, their hearing is four times better than ours. They can hear ultrasound and infrasound. Um, cats use their whiskers for all sorts of amazing things. I mean, if they're actually going to pounce on something, um, as they're moving, they use their whiskers to detect um, where the position or location of their prey might be. So there's probably more to it than we can detect because sometimes because we can't hear it, smell it, touch it, feel it, we we might believe that it doesn't exist. But I think the, these animals do have um, powers that are not strange. It's just part of being a cat. Um, cats also have a vomeronasal organ, a special sense organ in the roof of the mouth that you and I don't have, and allows them to taste smells. So I'm sure there's other things that are going on that to them would be quite normal. And perhaps this is also part of the reason why if there's earth tremors, these animals are picking on something that, you know, that they can detect through their pads and their whiskers, and you and I have no idea about.
Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because animals are, do have a reputation for being very sensitive. And we, I mean, there's also that, uh, and I'm not sure if that's a, mi- a myth or there's some scientific basis to it, that uh, black galahs uh, here in Perth will come flocking whenever it's, it's going to rain. And a listener's Ken has rung to say the uh, seagulls flock to Langley Park and sit on the grass in huge numbers, always about two days before rainfall. And there probably is something in that because, again, if we're talking about birds, they migrate. They have to obviously navigate all sorts of different changes in weather patterns. And I think they probably do sense them until our technology gets good enough to find out what's actually happening with the animals. Um, we might always be a little bit left behind with these things. And I think animals learn too, you know, that uh, if certain things happen, this is how they need to respond to it. And uh, this is probably why it's a survival thing for a lot of animals. Yes, absolutely, and we might find um, farmers looking out, keeping a wall out, eye out for rain, might decide a cat's their best friend rather than a dog. <laughs> or both, or both, both. depending on what the, where they live and uh, also with the sheep, I guess, which direction they're heading up the hill can also tell them a lot. Well, it's always good to have all bases covered, I say. Thanks very <laughs> much for that. You're welcome.